0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the rosary. What are your thoughts on the rosary? You know, often at times we see people wearing the rosaries. We see people uh, having rosaries in their cars. And we see people, whether Catholics or not, or not Catholics, uh, seeming to want to have a rosary. What are your thoughts on the rosary? And what is the rosary uh, about? What is it meant to do in, in our lives? Is it a, 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 based on superstition? Is it a religious article? Is it a, a sacramental? What is a rosary? And today I would like us to look at the rosary. And obviously the rosary is a sacramental. It's one of those things that the church has given us to use Uh, in order to try and reflect on the life of God, the life of Christ, and the things that we also use to sanctify our own lives. And that's where I really want us to to begin, by understanding that the rosary is not uh, based on superstition. Neither is a rosary a magic thing. No, it is an article which is used by people of faith, in order to reflect on the life of Jesus Christ himself. In one of the podcasts that I had made, I was looking at the role of Mary in the church and who is Mary in our lives. And obviously the rosary, if you come from an outsider's point of view, or if you come from someone who is not necessarily a Catholic, is most likely to think that the rosary is a prayer to Mary. And hence, some people frown at the thought of the rosary. And I think that is not totally uh, true. The rosary is not a prayer to Mary, but a rosary is a prayer which is very scriptural. And I will try to illustrate that in this podcast to see how scriptural is the rosary. And it is mainly uh, for me, it is a prayer in which it reflects on the life of jesus christ from his birth through his ministry through the struggles and the sufferings and eventually to the glory in which he enjoys with god in heaven so those are the starting lines in us understanding the rosary one of the prayers which is said repeatedly in, in the rosary is the hail mary full of grace the lord is with you blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen that prayer if you go back to the podcast i'd spoken about about mary you soon realize that that prayer is very much scriptural if you go to the gospel of luke chapter one it is the visitation that the angel gives to mary and announcing the 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 the, the news about the birth of Jesus, the pregnancy of Mary. It is the angel that says, Hail, full of grace. Hail the one whom has found favor in God. And so we will soon realize that in praying the rosary, the Hail Mary, we actually are praying the words of an angel. We are praying and an angel is nothing but a messenger from God. And so what the messenger says is what the, the sender, As asked the messenger to to, to say to to whoever is supposed to receive those those messages. And so if one were to push it a little bit further, one could literally argue and say the words of a a messenger, of an angel, are in themselves the words of God, which the Lord asked the angel to say to to Mary, the, the beloved mother of Jesus later on. So when the angel says, Hail Mary, full of grace and when she says the lord is with you you have found favor with god those are the words i want to believe are also the words of god that mary looks that god looks at mary rather and says you are highly favored and uh, you have found favor with me and you will give birth uh, and you'll name my son jesus the savior of the world and is that unique of mary No, this is how God looks at us. He looks at us as beloved sons and beloved daughters. And I always go back to the theology of our own creation. We are made in an image and likeness of God. And what the church teaches about Mary is what she teaches about humanity at large. And so Mary, in the most beautiful way, represents humanity. God fulfills and manifests his graces to Mary, through Mary, as God does it for all of us being made in his image and likeness. You have found favor with God and through graces, through mercies, all of us find favor with God. And so when 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 the church responds in the second part of the prayer, Holy Mary, mother of God. I mean, we know that Mary is the mother of God, and that's one of the things that the council church fathers spoke about. Is Mary the mother of Jesus? Yes. Is Jesus God? Yes. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. And so Mary is a mother of God in so far as Mary is the mother of Jesus Christ who is God himself. If you go back to the podcast I had also spoken about, and I was reflecting on, on, on the word that gives life at Jesus the Logos, who was in the beginning with God, and who was with God, and who is God himself. And so the church says, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now, this is a, 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 an intercession. This is what St. Paul talks of us, that we need to pray for each other at all times. Jesus says himself, we must pray at all times. And so the church asks Mary, as any other person is allowed to ask any other individual, please say a prayer for me. I mean, I'm going through a crisis. Would you light a candle for me or for my family? Uh, uh, Will you go and give thanks to God for all that he has done for us? And so this is something very natural, something very uh, normal for people to ask someone else to pray for, for them or even to pray on their behalf. And so when the church gives this response, the church does what most people will do. Please pray for us. And we acknowledge that we are sinners because we know that we have sinned. And so we say, please pray for our sinners now and even at the hour of our own death. And so that Hail Mary for me is one of the most powerful prayers in which we realize who we are, who we are in the presence of God and what God has been able to do in our lives. I would like us just for a moment to reflect then therefore on the joyful mystery and the joyful mysteries, there are five joyful mysteries that I would like us to reflect on today. The first one is the, the Annunciation. It is the angel of the Lord who goes to Mary in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 38. The angel of the Lord goes to Mary and she greets Mary and she, she tells Mary the plan of God. And as we pray this rosary, I always encourage people, think of God who visits you in your own life. Think of God who visits your family in your own situation. And the first question that one can ask is is to say, what is the message that God through his angel is bringing to me? And God is going to remind us, I'm happy for who you are. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. And God, who has heard our prayers, who has seen our cries and our afflictions, as you see this in the book of Exodus chapter 3, then God come and enters into our own lives, into our own existence. And so the, the, the annunciation, the coming of the angel to Mary, for me in the most powerful, beautiful way, it is a God who enters once again into human history. A God who intervenes, a God who comes forward and who says, I want to help. I want to be part of your life. And so I always say to people as you pray this, uh, this mystery, this annunciation, invite God into your life. Invite God into your family. Invite God in whatever issues that you are going through. The second one is the visitation of Our Lady to Elizabeth which is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 39 and verse 41. Mary, who leaves her home, yes, in frustration, as, as you will have listened to some of my podcasts when I talks about that, she lives in frustration, she lives in doubt, in uncertainty, and probably she's saddened by the news because her life could be in danger. She has been betrothed to Joseph, And in the eyes of the ordinary people, when they realize that Mary is pregnant and Joseph is not the father, in their eyes, Mary has committed adultery. And so she goes to Elizabeth, the older woman, and I've always called this a woman to woman ministry. And so I always see the visitation of Our Lady as Our Lady who go out of her way in order to be with someone else. Yes, number one, to help, but also to ask for a listening ear, a a shoulder to lean on, to cry on, someone to love and to listen and also to help and to journey. And this is where I find that we, we need spiritual companions, someone who can journey with us in our lives and someone whom we are ready to help in their own spiritual lives. And many people speak about spiritual uh, prayer partners, spiritual uh, warriors, and all those words. People that can help us to achieve the plan of God for ourselves, for our own lives. And so the visitation of Our Lady, and I always look at it and say, let's ask Mary to visit us. Let's ask Mary to visit our homes. Let's ask Jesus to come with his mother as they did at the wedding at Cana. And the third joyful mystery is the birth of Jesus. And for me, this is the fulfillment of a promise. A God who fulfills his promise. And you see this in the gospel of Luke chapter 2 from verse 6 to verse 7. But he also finds something absolutely interesting. Said in a way that Mary and Joseph could not find a place in the inn. That there was no room for them. And how many people have no place to, to live, have no place to stay. And even people who have homes. Am I at home in my own home? Am I at home within myself? Am I comfortable in my own skin? Many people you know we we could be living in communities and people can still be lonely and frustrated and even be alone. Many people can can be married for years and 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 they realize that in in all these years they've been alone at at, at it. And so the, the 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 birth of Jesus and 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 the tragedy that surrounds it allows us to reflect about our own lives. Jesus who created everything in the gospel of, of, of John and, and in the book of Genesis, couldn't find a home. No one was prepared to welcome him. And go back to, to the gospel of Matthew chapter 25. When I was a stranger, did you welcome me? When I was in prison, did you visit me? When I was hungry, did you feed me? And, and so as you pray this, I always say to people, let's look at at. What does the birth of Jesus mean for me? What does it mean for my family? What does it mean for our community, for our country, and for the world? Is Jesus still relevant today? The fourth uh, joyful mystery is the presentation of Jesus, which is found also in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, that Jesus is presented by his mother. And that for me is something absolutely beautiful. The presentation of of our children to God the dedication of our families to God Mary and Joseph present Jesus to the temple and you find in the in the gospel of Luke chapter 4 when 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 Simeon sees rather chapter 2 when Simeon and Anna see Jesus at last all powerful master you give leave to your servant to go in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation Those are the words that Simeon, the prophet of God, says when he sees Jesus. And so it is one of the most beautiful things when parents present their children to God, when they dedicate their children to God, when we dedicate ourselves, our ministry, our lives, our job, our duties, and everything that we have, and we offer it to God. Because with that, we come to realize all that I am, all that I have is a gift from God. And the last one, the fifth joyful mystery, is the finding of Jesus in the temple. Which is found in the Gospel of Luke chapter 4 from verse 42 to verse 48. When Jesus disappears, Mary and Joseph are out of their minds. They are worried. They're scared. They go and look for their son. And they spend the whole day searching for him. And eventually they find him in the temple. But I like the searching. And I always say to myself, many a times we get lost in life. Many a times we get too busy with everything. But do we have someone who gets worried when we are not back at home? Do we have someone who gets worried if they haven't seen us at church? Do we have someone who gets worried if they are not seeing us from our families, from work or anywhere else? And I always say, about Mary, that I sense that she, also with God, will come and search for us. Even when we've walked out of God, even when we've walked away from the church, God and Mary will come and look and search for us. I wish you God's blessing and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.